What is up, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to an episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. My name is Doug McCain, credential member of the Dodgers Media. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And on today's show, we have a jam-packed show for you. The Dodgers are the favorites to trade for Mike Trout. Should they? What would have to happen? Is it a good idea? Which free agents will the Dodgers re-sign? We're talking Jason Hayward, Kike Hernandez, a little key, a little Clayton Kershaw. Also, Jordan Alvarez. How big of a fail was that for this Dodgers organization? And how much money will the Dodgers spend this offseason? And we got your hot takes. We're looking for your hottest takes, so save those for later in the show. And we're doing a giveaway. We got the towel from game one. Again, you guys have been asking about this giveaway. So we got the towel from game one and a Dodgers Nation t-shirt. And we're going to be looking for the hottest take. The hottest take gets the giveaway. So we're going to hold off on that. We're going to be ready for that in a little bit. So yeah, got this towel right here. The Dodgers kind of threw in the towel there in the NLDS. I think Lance Lynn threw in this towel and someone hit it for a home run. But Let's dive right into it. Let's go into your comments right here. Thanks for rocking with us, guys. Hi, DMAC. What up, Noah Ortega? We got Victor Banjos. Hi, DMAC. Finally, happy Friday from Ensenada. Bye. I got my Friday fun shirt right here. I look like I'm the manager at Islands. I look like I work at a resort. And this is something to feel good about. And it's the fact that this Dodgers team, before we get to Mike Trout, before we get into the free agents they, they could sign, I think it's important to note that this could be the most eventful and exciting offseason in Dodgers franchise history. This could be the offseason where they spend more money than they ever have as a franchise. That's what's at stake. I mean, the Dodgers, they're going to max out their black card. They're going to max out their black card American Express because they have been saving for this. They have put themselves in a position to make aggressive signings, to be active on the trade market, to go after Shohei Otani, Yamamoto. We got, uh, I like this. I see a comment right here. DMAC, the only time I get to see my dad from DMAC Jr. You should be in class, son. Nando 390, Trout had freak injuries. He's a legend. Trout always hurt. What does this do for us? That's from Isaiah. Yeah, hold off on those Trout. Actually, drop those Trout takes. We're going to talk about that in a second here. But getting back into this Dodgers offseason, and let me just try to lead you out of the darkness. I know it sucks. I know it's terrible. I know it's a gut punch and a kick in the nads to win 211 games last two seasons and win exactly one postseason game. The fact they didn't have a lead against the Arizona Diamondbacks, that was embarrassing. That was rough. It was terrible. But let me try to lead you out of the darkness, knowing that this was still a transition year. Say what you want. It was a transition year. What I always tell you guys, don't listen to what Andrew Friedman says. Watch what he does. And what he did last year was he signed a lot of guys to flexible one-year contracts. David Peralta, Noah Syndergaard, J.D. Martinez. You got Jason Hayward on a minor league contract. You were set to have Gavin Lux. You lose him. And Miguel Rojas, he fills in very admirably at that shortstop position. He does a great job defensively. So say what you want. This was still a transition year. And on top of everything else, it was compounded by the fact that their season was an episode of squid game. I mean, you had injury after injury to starting pitchers to the front of their rotation. And then on top of that, Julio Urias, he gets arrested for uh, domestic violence on felony charges. So what could go wrong did go wrong. 
But the beauty of all this is that no major franchise out there, Major League Baseball, has the clean payroll moving forward that the Dodgers do have. They have the financial flexibility and the muscle to get it done in the offseason and back up those Brink trucks. Like I said, they're not just going to back up a Brink truck. They're going to back up a fleet of Brink's trucks. It could be an airplane carrier for the kind of money they could spend this offseason. So I want to dive into that and talk about what this team has in front of them financially. Because if you look at their payroll, it was up last night, crunching numbers, looking at a lot of stuff. And let's talk about where the Dodgers are sitting at financially. Because including arbitration projections, their current payroll is around $126 million for 2024. The only commitments you have past next season are really Chris Taylor, Freddie Freeman, and Mookie Betts. It's a clean slate. You don't have all these bad contracts. You're not bogged down by all these contracts, right? They have a lot of flexibility moving forward. Now, they could also non-tender Ryan Yarbrough. It's a possibility. And you could get it down to $120 million, something in that range. And Ryan Yarbrough is someone who could help this team. You could use him as a trade ship. But, hey, he got cut by the Rays last year and was picked up by the Royals. So I wouldn't rule that out. So you're talking about a team that after arbitration has around a hundred million dollars to spend. And that's before they get to that $237 million luxury tax threshold for next year. So that means they have a ton of money to spend. I mean, you're talking about it's $237 million next year. You can still add a hundred million dollars in delicious payroll. That's how much money they have. They have saved their chips. They didn't go out to eat, right? They had the top ramen. They stayed at home, right? They didn't go out there and eat out and go out and do that stuff. They stayed at home. They saved the money and they're going to spend this off season. So you look at Otani, if they get him $50 million a year, you shave that a hundred million dollars in half, but still you use that for Yamamoto. You can use that for an Aaron Nola or a Blake Snell. If you want to go that route, I think what they need to do part of my big master plan and we're going to get out of this Dodgers recession. There's a Dodgers recession, not spending money. Let's not forget this franchise prints money. They lead the league pretty much every year when it comes to attendance. They're right at the top when it comes to revenue. Don't forget about the gift that keeps giving, the money spigot that is the Spectrum sports deal where you get an $8.25 billion across 25 years. Okay? There's franchise out there that are losing their contracts and they're dealing with network issues and that kind of stuff. That's not the problem with the Dodgers. They have tons of money to spend. The only question is how will they spend it? Cause I don't want to see Andrew Friedman be Andrew Frugelman, right? We need him to go out there and max out that black card. And I think Otani's at the top. There's no doubt about that. It starts with that. And a couple just thoughts on Otani. And we're probably going to talk about this throughout the entire postseason, right? I think the effect he's going to have on this entire industry is there's going to be pressure on Shohei Otani to make his decision, whatever team he's going to sign with, because it's going to be a domino effect. They're going to be the big market teams waiting to see what he's going to do. There's going to be teams that are looking at players that the Dodgers might resign guys like JD Martinez, players like that, because Hey, if they don't get Shohei Otani, maybe you could pivot to JD Martinez back as a backup option, right? So there is going to be pressure on Otani to be the first major domino to fall. And then after that, you got to add starting pitching. You got to go externally. You got to go Yamamoto, Nola, Montgomery. You could go 
Sonny Gray. There's a bunch of options out there because look, you go the trade route, you go the free agent route, and then you don't have to rely on a bunch of rookies, a bunch of second year players. They're still trying to establish themselves in this league. A bunch of guys coming off of Tommy John surgery. That is the first thing you need to look for this off season. One, do they sign Otani? And two, what do they do about starting pitching? Because what they do and how they handle their starting pitching and their rotation moving forward is going to tell you how serious they are about winning next season. Because if they're going to just run it back with hope that Walker Bueller and Dustin may come back and that Bobby Miller and Ryan Pepio emerges and this and that, that's a losing formula. You can't rely on that. You have to get proven commodities. That's exactly what they need to do. So yeah, Otani's could pitch again coming off his second Tommy John surgery. He can move to the bullpen. He can be moved as an outfielder. So I don't hear anything about, oh, the Dodgers don't need Shohei Otani. They absolutely need Otani. And look, you could also look at this offseason as a way to just completely reignite your franchise. I mean, I love Clayton Kershaw. You guys know him devout Kirshen, but if you're going to give him $20 million, that 20 million could be the first year of a deal for a starting pitcher, right? So you could use that money elsewhere. And I think that as far as the direction of this franchise and where they're heading to, I think they need a clean slate to turn the page. And I think that even if Kershaw's back has to be an understanding that it's going to be in a more limited capacity. You're not going to be games one or two as far as their starting pitcher in the postseason. You're not going to be the opening day starter unless it's just a courtesy because you know it's your last year. So I'm excited about this team. We're talking more about the free agents they currently have, what they could do up and down this roster. But the number one thing you need to know, just to reiterate here, is they got tons of money. They are showing up. The big, bad Los Angeles Dodgers are going to show up. And they're going to leave the lot with something. They're not just going to test drive cars and this and that. No, they are going to be signing papers. They are going to be spending big. I predict that this offseason, the Dodgers will spend more money than they ever have in their franchise's history. I predict they're going to back up an entire fleet of Brinks trucks for Shohei Otani. And even if that doesn't happen and they don't get Shohei and he signs with the Mariners, the Giants, the Yankees, the Mets, whoever you want to say, even if he doesn't sign with the Dodgers, I think they're going to still be aggressive. And one move that they could make is you could get a big fish in Anaheim by the name of Mike Trout. Now, Mike Trout was listed as the, a guy that is expected to possibly explore his options. And if Mike Trout does that, the Dodgers are a team. They have the financial muscle. He's in line with the primes of Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. They're going to lose two outfielders, presumably David Peralta and Jason Hayward. So I would not rule out a trade for Mike Trout. Now let's kind of dive into this because bet online currently has the Dodgers as the number one top favorite. They're three to one odds followed by the San Francisco giants, the New York Mets, San Diego Padres, Yankees, and Philadelphia Phillies. So if you run down that list, you look at the Phillies, they're having success. They might win the World Series this year. You gave Trey Turner a big bag. You gave Bryce Harper that big bag. Middleton has been extremely aggressive, and kudos to him because, look, every time you see a Padres fail, there's also a Phillies win. You look at the Rangers, the success that they've had being aggressive. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case. We know that he loves Philly. He's a diehard Eagles fan. He's from New Jersey. I don't think that's going to happen. Then you got the New York Yankees who just gave Aaron judge a massive bag, 360 million across nine years, the San Diego Padres. I don't anticipate that they are 
starting to really lose money and you're, they've been aggressive. They've done everything they could to be competitive down there. And you got to give them a lot of credit, but I don't anticipate that the New York Mets, their team that just bought prospects from the Rangers and the Astros, right? Their team that understands they need to build a farm system. They realize you can't buy a world championship overnight. Stephen Cohen, he's got FU money. We understand that, but you can't win that way. I don't anticipate him bringing in an aging superstar that's dealt with injury issues for the last three, four seasons. So I don't think it's that. San Francisco is interesting. I think San Francisco and Los Angeles, the Giants and the Dodgers, we could see a scenario where one gets Otani, one gets Trout, one gets Trout, one gets Otani. Dream scenario, one franchise gets both, even though I think that's highly unrealistic. But the Dodgers, they're currently the favorites to trade for Mike Trout. Now let's dive into Mike Trout as a player because look, the reality with Mike Trout is when he's healthy, he takes a backseat to no one. When he's healthy, he's elite. There was a period of time where he was in the conversation with, is he the best player in the history of baseball? Is he the best player in the sport? Before Otani, it was about Mike Trout. Let's not forget that. And with Mike Trout, I think as it pertains to the Dodgers, one, the big question is, would Artie Moreno really make a trade with LA with one of his big pieces, one of his superstars, one of the guys that has put butts in the seats in Anaheim? Would he be willing to do that? I think he'd rather trade his grandma to the Dodgers instead of Mike Trout, right? I don't know if that is going to be the case, but Mike Trout does have leverage. And that's something that you have to remember here. He has a full no trade clause and if he sits down with the organization and he makes it clear that he wants to join a winner and they don't re-sign Otani and it's clear that they are going to be rebuilding, maybe Mike Child says, look, I'm in the West Coast. I'm comfortable here. I'm friends with Mookie. I want to win. The Dodgers, they're perennial contenders. Say what you want. They're in the postseason. They punch their ticket to the dance every single year. The last 11 years, they've been in the postseason. Maybe he says, okay, I want to try to get my way to the Dodgers. Can you help facilitate that? And then the Angels are in a position where do you want to do right for your superstar? And I think that's going to be the big conversation. But the issue with Mike Trout, though, if you're the Dodgers, is he has been in the shop a lot, right? He has been injured quite frequently over the last few seasons. He has played in only 237 of a possible 486 games. In the last seven seasons, he had a nagging calf strain that cost him most of 2021. He played just 119 games in 2022 due to back problems. He had a handmade bone surgery that limited Trout's 2023 season to 82 games and just one appearance after July 3rd. So the big question is, is he damaged goods? Can you rely on that? And you look at his numbers slashing 283, 382, 579 with 66 home runs and 1,007 plate appearances from 2021 to 2023. That's a drop-off, right? We're talking about the war god here. This is the war god. This is someone who really, let's be honest, there's a lot of great players in this league, but offensively speaking, he has been in a class all by himself in this era. That's how good Mike Trout is. There's no denying that. You're talking about someone literally had a 10-war season in his rookie campaign, back-to-back 10-war -back seasons. I mean, you're talking about someone 81 weighted runs created plus is his postseason sample size. That's not going to get it done. He wants to live. He doesn't want to have that be a part of his legacy. But for his career, Mike Trout, 
slashing 301, 412, 582 with a 170 weighted runs created plus. He provides power. He's a great hitter. Best barrel control I've ever seen from a player, period. He's fantastic. But like I said, he has only hit 140 games played once in the last seven seasons. So can you bank on him staying healthy? And then you look at that gigantic contract. He turned 32 a few months ago. He's owed 248.45 million over the next seven years. He's coming off three injury plague years, like I mentioned. So there are some red flags. The red flags are there. It's the injuries. It's the nagging injuries. It's the contract. But what are the green flags? The green flag could be is that the ball is in Mike Trout's court. If he wants to be a Dodger and he wants to try to be a catalyst and facilitate that trade, he has a full no trade clause. It's just a matter of will the angels potentially want to buy out some of that contract, want to contribute some of that contract and maybe contribute $15 million per season. Would they be willing to do that because the Dodgers have such a deep prospect pool where if you're already Moreno, you say, okay, maybe one way of thinking about this is my ultimate way of getting back to the Dodgers is I give him Mike Trout a contract that is extremely bloated, almost $250 million. And then I gut them of some of their prospects. And I also pay down some of that money. So there is a path. There is a path to getting Mike Trout. I think where I stand is if you do not get Shohei Otani, there's not a lot of impact bats out there. I mean, maybe you could try to explore a trade for a Jose Ramirez and a Shane Bieber. I think that's highly unlikely. Shane Bieber's stock has fallen pretty precipitously in the last few seasons. So I don't anticipate that. But if you're looking to get a superstar impact bat, let's not forget the Dodgers lost the NLDS, not because they're pitching as bad as historically bad as it was. They lost that series because you averaged three runs per game because you were God awful at the plate. You hit 177 and look, you have left-handed bats, you have right-handed bats, but can you imagine a lineup where it's Mookie, Freddie and Mike Trout? All players right there north of 30, you're taking advantage of Mookie's prime and Freddie's prime, and you're giving Mike Trout an opportunity to play with the winner. The only condition here is does he stay healthy? So I'm not totally against the idea. I think it does feel a lot like getting all the infinity stones, adding Mike Trout, having Freddie Freeman. You still have an emerging Will Smith. I think it's a slam dunk that they're going to pick up Max Muncy's option. The guys gives you 36 home runs a year. You got to take advantage of that. And that's a ferocious top of your lineup. And we don't know what Mike Trout looks like in the postseason. We don't know. He is an unknown to a degree, right? Just a very small sample size. So yeah, let me go down below in the comments here and listen to what you have to say about Mike Trout. Do you want to see Mike Trout in Dodger blue? Wouldn't have to move that far away. Great player, elite player. We got Trout is elite, but way too injury prone. Yeah, pretty much the last couple of years, you can send his mail to the IL because he's lived there. But maybe, I mean, honestly, there was talk too in the offseason that Mike Trout had hired this big team to try to keep him on the field. And yeah, there's knickknack injuries. That's certainly the case. And you would hope that playing with a deeper franchise with the Dodgers, where you got more talent up and down the roster, maybe that allows him to stay on the field more regularly and it becomes less of an issue, but some he's, he's going to play somewhere, right? It's going to be in Anaheim. It's going to be in Philly. Could it be Chicago. Could it be one of these major markets, but the unique advantage that the Dodgers have in this one is they have the prospect capital to get a deal done. 
They have the financial muscle to absorb any salary they want. So you're only talking about a handful of teams, right? These are the elite teams, right? We're talking about the Bill Gates and the Jeff Bezos of the world. Just a few franchises that can absorb this type of money. And that gives you leverage as a franchise, right? Because I don't care how much Artie Moreno hates the Dodgers. If you want to move off your superstar, which is going to be the best thing for your franchise, if you don't re-sign Shohei Otani, then the Dodgers do make a ton of sense. And let's be honest here, just as fans of baseball, you guys are the best in the game. You guys are fans of the sport, not just the Dodgers. I know you guys want to see Mike Trout in the postseason. I mean, to think that the player of his generation has played in three postseason games, 2014, he was only 22. He went one for 12. A one for 12 of the postseason looks like a Dodger already. One for 12 of the postseason hit just 83 but still an extremely relatively small sample size. Also his one home run would have been more than Mookie and Freddie hit this year, right? He hit one home run in that series. So I just want to point out Otani is the goal. You guys know, I say my Otani prayers every single day. I don't care what it takes to get Shohei Otani, right? I don't care if you give him an ownership stake, make him Shohei owner, Tani. I don't care, right? I want Otani and Dodger blue, but the time is ticking. The clock is ticking. This core for the Dodgers is expiring. It's expiring, right? Otherwise, you're not taking advantage of Mookie and Freddie. But here we go. Diane Schroeder, the fairy godmother of Dodgers Nation, says, sure, i like to see Trout in blue, but I doubt Artie will trade him to us. Yeah, it's unlikely, but like I said, the Dodgers are currently the favorites, and there is a leverage play there. I don't think Mike Trout wants to play on the East Coast. It doesn't seem like that's his personality type. He's on the West coast. It's comfortable. You can control the media. Here's an example. If he's on the Mets or the Phillies, Yankees, you have to answer to the media, the Red Sox, you have to answer to the media. When I was there at game two this year, during the postseason, Mookie didn't have a good game. Freddie didn't have a good game. I was shocked after the game that the Dodgers lost and we're in the clubhouse waiting to see if Mookie's going to talk to the media. If can you imagine that in New York? There's zero chance of that happening in New York. Mookie's at the podium. They're forcing him to answer questions. That's not the case in LA, LA massive market. When you look at revenue, massive market, when you look at brand appeal and marketing opportunities, yes, but the way they handle their superstars, it's a very comfortable situation for them. I'm not saying they coddle their superstars. I think that it's a way to help them when it comes to landing them, knowing that, hey, if you don't want to be faced with the media every single day in a big crowded press room, you're not going to have to do that in LA. If that means signing guys like Mookie and Freddie, then I'm all for it. But I think that's could be advantage into a Mike Trout situation. But here we go. We got uh, getting rid of, huh? Trout would love to play for the Phillies. I mean, do, do you really think that though? I mean, sometimes going home isn't the best thing. Sometimes going to the team that you played for. He's from New Jersey. But of course, he loves the Phillies. I just think that team, they're stacked. They have a lot of contracts. Bryce Harper, Trey Turner. You, they still have to bring back their pitching too with the free agents, right? Aaron Nola. If I'm Mike Trout, I wonder if you're joining that party a little too late, right? I mean, if the Phillies win the World Series this year, when's the last time we saw a repeat champion in the National League? I got news for you. The 70s, the Cincinnati Reds, the big red machine. When's the last time we saw a back-to-back -back champion, a repeat champion at all? 2000 New York Yankees. It doesn't happen in baseball because it's so difficult to win in this sport. So if I'm trout, I feel like am I joining the Phillies, my Johnny a dynasty or am I late to the party? But here we go. Otani or bus from pound for pound. 
We got uh, Chapman can hit Javier over on YouTube. Michael Rain, another team can put a hook in Trout's mouth. Okay, I like it. It's a fire take. We got the Jay Ramirez super chat 199. Appreciate that super chat. Get Matt Chapman. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Matt Chapman's going to happen for the Dodgers. I really, truly don't. I really don't think that they view that third base position as a position where you want to give a contract of 150 to $200 million. If that was the case, I'd actually be furious if they signed Matt Chapman in the sense that why didn't you sign Corey Seager then knowing that ultimately he was going to end up at third base. You didn't even eclipse the $300 million range when it came to offering Corey Seager and just watching this postseason, it makes me sad to see Corey Seager on the Texas Rangers. It's the Wolverine meme where I'm looking at a picture of Corey Seager. And I'm looking at the 2020 NLCS and World Series. Him literally single-handedly winning this franchise a World Series. I'm just looking at like a Wolverine sad on the bed right there. It hurts. I hate to see it. So doesn't the math just doesn't math on that one to me. Matt Chapman, dude, was bad eighth in their division series. He's not the impact bat that would justify a kind of contract like that. Defense is big. Defense was championship, so they say. But still, I don't get that. Uh, DMAC wants some glass, <laughs> uh, glass now and trout DMAC needs a vacation. What up, Michael Hoffer always rock with us, man. I appreciate you. Hey guys, there is no off season here. We can sleep in, uh, never over on YouTube. Okay guys. So next thing we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to break out some hot takes and the hottest take right now is going to get this towel for your Dodgers that couldn't win a postseason game. I don't know. You can use this too. I don't know. Wipe some stuff off the counter. Can use it to swing around when you're watching the Dodgers next year. But it's a really cool towel. Great details. You got the whole team and a Dodgers Nation t-shirt. This is a fire tee. The tee might be really the centerpiece of this giveaway, right? This is the this is the prize right here. But you got the t-shirt and the towel. So I got producer Jordan over there looking at the hot takes. Who's got the hottest take? heading into the Dodgers offseason. The first thing we're going to do, we're going to bring back a little designated Twitter action right here and read some off over on Twitter. So the first one we got is Ned 2.0. Foul poles should be Dodger blue. I disagree with that because the yellow, it's easier to see, but uh, it would be kind of cool. Maybe for Think Blue Week. Then we got uh, Cheech 8, DFA, the computer and analytics. I think that smart organizations are using both. I've talked to a lot of these players. And when I ask them about analytics, how you use sabermetrics, how you use the data to optimize their skill set, they always tell me the same thing. They always tell me the exact same thing. And you know what that is? It's they throw it to you. You can use it if you want. You can use it as much or as little as you want. You don't have to. They don't force it on players. They're not out there just chomping laptops, you know, when you're in the batter's box and telling you when to swing, right? It's not like that. These players that want it can use it. These players that don't can as well. And I know that there were Dodger fans that were trying to say that Trey Turner was saying something about the Dodgers and how they keep things simple, the postseason, this and that with his comments the other day. I don't believe that. I don't think that was the case with Trey Turner because one, Trey Turner ain't thinking about the Dodgers, right? He's in a happy marriage right now. He's not thinking about the ex that he never even wanted to play for. Trey Turner's wife was from New Jersey. They live in Jupiter, Florida. His friends are Bryce Harper from the Nationals and some of the guys on that Phillies team. He wanted to be back in that division. He was never going to be a Dodger. To me, that's the biggest non-story there is. Trey Turner, there was no mutual interest there. And look, I'm not losing sleep over not signing Trey Turner. As good as he's playing defensively, he's not good. 
And I think eventually he's going to have to have a position change. So I'm fine with that. But I don't think that was a shot by Trey Turner at the Dodgers. Now, next one, this comes from Justin Hausman. Dodgers fans don't appreciate this run of excellence nearly enough, but they finally will when they win the 2024 World Series with ease switch finally flipped. That's a pretty lukewarm take. I don't know if that's Stan Caston's burner account over there, but yeah, we definitely appreciate this run. And look, I do agree with you. We have been jaded. We have been spoiled. Before the Guggenheim group took over, this franchise had never made consecutive postseason runs. Okay? I lived through the McCourt years. We went Frank Rupt, right? I understand how painful that was. But when you look at the resources, hey, you want more wins. And I do agree with you, though. 2024, I'm starting to get vibes already. Maybe that's the fanboy in me. And, you know... Maybe that's a fanboy, but still, I think that this year is going to be the crossroads for this team. This is going to be the fork in the road moment, like Andrew Friedman said at the press conference. Next one, we got Gavin Lux, MVP of NLCS next year. That's from Pissed of Lip Dart. So now we're getting hot. Now we're heating up. Now we're heating up a little bit. These other ones were mild Taco Bell sauce. This is a little hotter, though. This is a little warmer here. Now, that'd be great if that would be the case. And look, it's an MVP for a series, right? So it's not totally far-fetched. You saw Cody Bellinger win the MVP in 2018, right? You had that co-MVP. You had seen some other guys have success in series that aren't necessarily the superstars. But, hey, let's not forget Gavin Lux had that big base hit there in Game 5 of the 2021 NLDS. Let's not forget that Gavin Lux, the youngest Dodger to hit a postseason home run, at 23 years of age. So yeah, that would be great because that would mean that Gavin Lux one stayed healthy two established himself as a really good big league bat that was still starting and getting those reps in games. So I would love to see Gavin Lux win that NLCS MVP. That's a great take right there. And we got Ken Blackwell. Maybe they should aim for the wild card next year. Fire take. Fire take. Yeah, no, that one's definitely it would go against what this organization does. I mean, Andrew Friedman said the other day that they're still going to go out there and try to win the division because when you win the division, it supposedly sets you up with a better chance to win in the postseason because you get a buy because you get home field advantage. And it's interesting though, because we've seen wildcard teams have so much success. You've seen it in this postseason. The Phillies could win the world series. And you saw last year, the Padres, you saw the Phillies. You saw some of these teams go all the way and have that success. But I still think it goes against what this Dodgers team is about. And they're about, they're very process oriented, right? And they're about just winning the day, winning the game. And everyone tries to win a ball game that day. And look, there's a world where you can win in the regular season and win in the postseason, right? We saw it in 2017. So I still want this team to win as many games in the regular season as long as. You're not hurting your chances in the postseason. I do have that idea that I was telling you about. My idea is that my, why not make let one of the teams who has the buys, those one seeds, those two seeds, let them choose if they want to play in the wild card round. I think that would be wild. I think they should mix it up. Let, if it's the Dodgers, the Braves, if they think that you can't continue your timing, that it impacts your swing, why not let them choose to play in the wild card game? That'd be pretty interesting. Or you go the KBO route. What the KBO does is really interesting in that they allow the team to have one win already before you even play. You go one up on that series. So I'm not so sure they could do that, but uh, it's an interesting idea from Ken over on Twitter. Then we got Ezekiel. Will Smith gets moved to third base. That's a hot take. I don't think it happens. I think next year, 
you're going to see some other moves at third base. You're not going to see Max Muncy play a position the entire year. You could see a platoon situation with Vargas. They could trade Vargas and Max Muncy. So we're going to talk about that a little more in a bit, but look, Will Smith, he's a catcher. He wants to be a catcher. Yes, he did play third base a couple of innings there in 2022. Yes, he did play third base at Louisville, but Will Smith sees himself as a catcher. And also that's his best chance of getting a big bag and getting a nice contract when he becomes a free agent. So I don't anticipate that you do have Diego Cartel. You have Austin Barnes, right? You have some catchers you could go to, but Smitty is going to be your backstop. KB 24 says we will win one game in the division series. That would be bad. That'd be history repeating itself. So that's a hot take. Then we got Jake O'Connor. They'll make an offer for belly and when he will reject them and sign with the Yankees bookmark this tweet. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that belly is going to go to the Dodger. I mean, I don't think the Dodgers are going to offer Bellinger a contract Yankees. I could totally see that. We got uh, Mike says Otani literally only makes his team better. Stop being different and saying we don't need him. He only improves this team. That's from Mike over on Twitter. Then we got Payoso MX. I think an MLB record 130 wins then get swept in the NLDS. Wow, that's a fire take. Fire take. That is Pam Anderson Baywatch in the 90s hot take right there. I mean, that is a hot scorching ghost pepper take right there because look, at that point, might as well go 162 and 0 and get swept in the NLDS. Might as well go all the way. But now let's dive into our comments on the live stream to get these hot takes. And we're going to give this Rally towel, this t-shirt to the chat, the member down there who drops the hottest take. We got Daniel says hot take Dodgers signed both Otani and Yamamoto. Boom. I could see that pretty hot. It would go against what this Dodger team has been about. That would be reaching onto Stephen Cohen territory. And we saw the Rangers a few years ago. Like I said, at the top of the show, my hot take is that the Dodgers are going to be big spenders and that they are going to break the record for the most money spent in an off season on two players. So I definitely think that's in line with what you're saying right there. Then we got hot take Bueller Cy Young, 2024, 89, 20. That would be a great, that would be a great development. That would be really the best case scenario for this Dodgers team. I mean, hopefully you're adding a pitcher through trade, whether that be a a glass now, a Mitch Keller, which I think is a little unlikely because the Pirates, they want to win. Dylan Cease, they made it clear that they're not going to try to trade him with Corbin Burns. With Woodruff out, the Brewers are probably going to keep Corbin Burns at least to start the year. So that trade market could dry up. So having a Cy Young Bueller would be fantastic. He was actually the leader in the Cy Young race as late as August in 2021. Then we got make over on YouTube. We can use that towel to wipe the tears from our eyes next year for the third postseason sweep. I like it. It's funny, but I'm not trying to keep that same energy. I'm trying to get positive here, guys. I'm trying to convince myself. I'm trying to get hurt again. Okay. I'm trying to start that process, but that's definitely a contender. That's a good one. We got um hot take from Lakes. Snaw says hot take Dodgers sign Blake Snell, Otani and trade for Mike Trout. So that's pretty hot. That's scorching hot. Lava. About the money you would take on that situation. That's a big one right there. Got any other contenders here? Let's get hotter guys. I need to see some hotter takes, man. I mean, I need like SPF 1000 on right here. Okay. Cause that was pretty hot, but I, let's get a little hotter on this one and um, continue to see what you guys got down below. We're ready to give this away right now. We already uh, Pepio still warming up for game four. That's from vape. 
son. Yeah. Poor Pepio is going to shove in game four. Pepio is going to shove in game four. There's no doubt about that. We are right with our team. No one wins every year. It's from manual. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, look, there's 29 teams. that are going to be upset. There's 29 teams and fan bases. They're going to think they didn't hit with runners in scoring position. They, they didn't do enough at the trade deadline. This is not exclusive to just the Dodgers, but DMAC, please get out the, the glass now train now. Hey man, I'm sipping that tall, tall glass of glass now this week because of all the trade targets, they have to get a player through trade. I mean, you could sign a mid-level guy. You could bring back a Ken Maeda, Hunjin Ryu. There are mid-level tier guys that aren't of that top class and you could go top shelf and on that second or two third tier, maybe that's a possibility, but the trade market is where you cash in on the prospects that you have. What's the point of having those prospects unless you trade them? Glass now is the guy that could be available, but they've had some injuries too. I mean, you've had injuries there, McClanahan and some of the guys in Tampa Bay. So the reality is like Andrew Freeman said, at the press conference, there's not a lot of these guys on the planet, but the hot take Dodgers signed trout and Otani and don't even make the playoffs in 2024. That'd be painful. That would mean that a lot of guys got injured. We got Javier says trout too many injuries, hot take. This is from Rick Dodgers trade for Luis Robert and Dylan sees also a trade for glass now and a Rosarena. That's big. That's a contender from Rick over there. Hot take. The Dodgers parking lot gets destroyed. That's from Michael. Well, they Frank McCourt still getting a bag off that. We got uh okay. Brian Gomez. This will be the winner. Brian Gomez. Dustin may becomes the best closer with 60 saves. So I don't know how that's going to happen, but you're going to get this. Hit me up in the DMS over on Twitter. You got the rally towel right there. You got the Dodgers nation t-shirt because Dustin may is probably going to be back towards the middle at best of next season. So he would have to rack up a lot of saves. I don't anticipate that happening. That's why it's the hottest take pretty ridiculous take. You ask me, but I'm here for it. Maybe he gets back sooner than later and he's able to contribute like you are saying, but uh, yeah, here, our next segment, we're going to talk about some of these free agents on the Dodgers that we haven't really discussed really at length. And I hear a lot of you guys asking about Jason Hayward. Should the Dodgers bring back Jason Hayward? I know a lot of people want to see Jay Hay back. In my opinion, I don't. I actually think Jason Hayward has played himself into a contract situation where he could get a multi-year deal. He could get something over 20 and $30 million, something in that range. And if you bring Jason Hayward back, I think it's a situation where one, he's been historically really bad in the postseason, an OPS under 500. And look, you had a really good one year with your friend, Freddie Freeman. It was great. You got the band back together, but I think the message that I want to send to these players is, is we're not doing this nice guy. We'll sign your friend to make you happy type thing. We're not bringing in JD Martinez for Mookie. We're not bringing in Jay Hay for Freddie Freeman. And yeah, both those guys were fantastic. Both those guys worked out, but I think you want to make the best move for the organization. And then most importantly is you look at some of the internal options there from the outfield position, Chris Taylor, Andy Pajes, Johnny DeLuca, some of the younger guys. And I want to see Mookie Betts back in right field where he's at its very best. Right. So yeah, Jason Hayward, he was great for a year. I wouldn't be mad to see him back on a team friendly deal, but to think that he's going to have that same level of success for a second year running, I'm not so sure I'm on board with it because I want to make some changes at the second base position. You know, one of my hot takes too, maybe the Dodgers go out there and trade for Glaber Torres. If you're able to get a Glaber Torres, who is someone who you could bring into this franchise 
maybe he's your second baseman. Maybe you give a look to a Michael Bush. Maybe you give some more runway to, to, uh, to Miguel Vargas again, right? But I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers didn't go out there and get a second baseman that gets Mookie back in right field permanently, right? I think that could be the move because Glaber Torres, he's a guy that can help this team. Maybe trade for Glaber, and then that really solves your problem at second base. And then you got Kike Hernandez. So Kike Hernandez is a different story. I want to see Kike Hernandez back. I think he should be back on a two-year, $10 million contract, give him the same amount of money that you're really giving Miguel Rojas, and he's exactly what you want in the role he has. Around average as a bat with versatility, and he brings in those intangible benefits, right? If you go to a Dodgers game, and they announce the starting lineup, Mookie Betts, pretty loud. Freddie Freeman, pretty loud. Kike Hernandez gets louder chance than Mookie and Freddie in the starting lineups or when they're out, when they're doing the lineups during the NLDS, that is how popular Kike Hernandez is. I mean, he is a fan favorite. They love the banana. They were mad with the banana split. He's back. He's contributing. Once again, I would love to see him back where he can thrive on this team. Other than that though, I mean, look, Lance Lynn of uh, the club option, he gone. You look at, I mean, his club option, 17 million is how much basically it's looking at 18 million with the $1 million buyout. That's pretty steep for a pitcher that gave up 44 home runs. Okay. And that could be an anomaly might not happen again, but still, I don't think it's going to happen. And then Ryan Brazier, I think that they would love to have him back. I think he's pitched well enough to get himself a nice contract elsewhere. Joe Kelly is the interesting one for me, as far as the club options go, because Joe Kelly at close to $10 million with that $1 million buyout. Maybe you don't pick that up, but you keep things warm with Joe Kelly. You see how the free agency season plays out. And then you circle back to Joe Kelly towards the end and maybe bring him back on a more team friendly deal. So that's the other one. And then really the one we haven't really talked about as much as JD Martinez. So the interesting thing about JD Martinez is he hasn't received a qualifying offer in his career and the Dodgers could offer him one, but there's some reasons that you might not want to because Martinez settled on that one year, $10 million deal. He's great. 33 home runs. He was fantastic. He was one of the big reasons why they scored 900 plus runs and won hundred games. He was great at that DH spot, especially when you're looking at him as a stopgap to hopefully get to Shohei Otani. But if you look at the qualifying offer this year, it's expected to go over $20 million. So $20 million, that could be a little tempting for J.D. Martinez, a 36-year-old slugger who's a designated hitter. So, yeah, I do think there could be multi-year offers out there, but a little over $20 million for a 36-year-old slugger, that's interesting. And if you're the Dodgers, do you want to offer him that qualifying offer? Because if he accepts it, one, probably means you didn't get the Shohei Otani, but also you can't trade him until June 15th. So I don't even think I'm going to offer him the qualifying offer. I think that he performed this season. He had dealt with injuries. The injury concerns are a little bit of a red flag. I don't know if I want to see that. And there's also some players like Jorge Soler. I want to see Jorge Soler on the Dodgers. I mean, you got Justin Turner, Jock Peterson, who you guys want. Brandon Belt, the captain. I don't know if you want to see him on this team, but I would like to see Jorge Soler on the Dodgers over J.D. Martinez if it gets to a position where you're not signing Shohei Otani. But let's go down below in the comment section. Do you want to see... Jason Hayward back. Do you want to see Kike Hernandez back? I think Kike makes perfect sense. I think they will sign him. Like I said, two years, 10 million Hayward. Uh, I'm a little, I'm not as hot on. I know a lot of Dodgers fans want Jason Hayward back, but to me, I think he played himself into a bigger role with another team. 
And I think the Dodgers are going to do something in the middle infield. Not anyone's talking about it. No one's talking about that right now. But I think they're going to do something at second base, whether it be through signing, whether it be through trading to try to keep Mookie in right field. And Mookie was great. Seven defensive run saves at second base. And we know that he'll get some time there during the season. But I like to see Mookie in right field. And then we got Max Muncy is another interesting one, too. Like I said, he's a lock. I mean, you're talking about someone that 36 home runs. I mean, he's hit 175 home runs with the Dodgers since 20, 2018. So he's going to be here in Dodger blue, but let's wrap this up with some comments down below. We got bring back Peralta from Diane Schroeder. I don't anticipate them bringing back Peralta. He's someone that offensively he struggled. I think that Peralta is going to hit free agency. Hayward's going to hit free agency. I don't anticipate them bringing back Peralta. I think there's a better chance with Hayward because you got the Freddie connection, how hard he hit the ball, how they reworked his swing. But Peralta, even though he finished in the as a finalist for the Gold Glove Award, I just don't see that happening. I think they can find better hitters out there, even though he did hit that double in the DS. But uh, we got uh, Brazier, Joe, need to come back. I think Ryan Brazier's interesting. If he's comfortable here and he wants to sign a deal that makes sense, they're going to have the money. Like I said, if you don't sign Shohei and you're looking at trades, looking at other free agents, you can get some of these guys that were good. But bullpen pieces are volatile, man. Bullpen pieces are very mercurial from one year to the next. So I'm fine with them going, finding the next Ryan Brazier work with Chris Martin, work with Ryan Brazier. I want to give him a big bag. I mean, look what happened with Blake Trinan, right? But Blake Trinan has gone. We got Gavin Lux at second base. That's a possibility as well. Maybe they feel more comfortable with Gavin Lux at second base in his first year back. I would not be surprised to see that at all. This is from drip. God rings greater than sign power of friendship. Yeah, exactly. What happened to all those warm and fuzzy feelings about the team chemistry and how close this team was and the tequila shots. This team is a hundred percent sober. They didn't take one tequila shot in the postseason, And it was a sobering DS for this team as a whole. Sam says Peralta was awful last two months in playoffs. Yeah. It's a no for me dog on Peralta. We got, uh, we got a bet on a vet in the league. That's from manual one nine, nine from Noah Ortega says waiting for Mookie to say no more, Mr. Nice guy. Yeah. We need some bad cops on this team. And if it's not Mookie bets, get someone who is okay. Personalities matter. Team chemistry matters. And yeah, you need someone that's going to answer to the media and look, give Mookie credit. He took full accountability. He literally said verbatim. I didn't do anything to help this team win. So he was accountable. Still a great player. Hopefully he turns it around next year in the postseason. We got Justin says plus Jose Altuve will only require a four year deal, not seven or eight. I don't know if this is implying a Jose Altuve trade, but if that was a hot take, you would have gotten the, the towel. You would have gotten the shirt. You'd gotten my islands manager shirt, the hat, the Matt Kemp hat in the back, the bobbleheads and everything, because that's a hot take suggesting Altuve on the Dodgers where, Hey, if you look at the facts, Altuve probably deserves the less, the least amount of blame of any of those, of the those Astros players, as far as how much he uses sign stealing scheme, but to get rid of Rojas, let go of JD and move Muncie to DH and Kike to third, not full time. You can't have that full time. So that's the thing. Kike is not a full time at any, any position. You saw that work in a negative way in Boston. That just didn't work out. I got jams. Peralta gets a nice hands clap and then show him the door. Yeah. I got jams. I agree with you on that one. Dylan McKay. Do you think Brian Hayes could be traded to the Dodgers? The pirates are going to try to contend. They think they can win. So until they have a bad season, 
They think they, they can win with that core in the next couple of years. So I don't anticipate that Peralta don't play around from William Yamamoto should be one B priority behind Otani normally. Yeah. It feels like everyone's been watching this show because I've been saying that since the very beginning here, we get to Altuve, you get a buzzer. Yeah. Not a lot of buzz about Otani about the Altuve with the Dodgers. I just don't think that's going to happen or even be under any consideration, but uh, we got uh, for Muncie, Mike Creo. We need a trade for Tariq Skubal. Hey, he's someone's really good. I mean, I, that looks, feels like a midseason trade. Yamamoto, Otani and Burns. Let's ride from S Jordan 23. Everyone not named Bobby Miller will be used for multiple blockbuster trades. That's a hot take. Hot take. Kelly will almost hit Tatis in game five of the NLDS at home from North Otega. Okay, guys, that's going to do it. Make a video breaking down stats and how to understand them. Robert Lopez, maybe they can do that in the postseason. I got you. We will do that possibly. But uh, that's it for this episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. Thanks for rocking with us. As always, enjoy your weekend and let us know down below. Do you think the Dodgers should trade for Mike Trout? Which of their current free agents do you want to see them bring back? Let us know down below in the comment section. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button for your Los Angeles Dodgers. Thanks, DMAC. Thanks, Ghost Bear. Love you, DMAC. Love you back, Dylan McKay. And also make sure you're subscribed and you have those notification bells so you're eligible for all of our giveaways. So we're going to do some big giveaways. We're going to give away Noel. We're going to give away some bobbleheads, some jerseys. It's going to be awesome. But see you guys next time. Enjoy your weekend. Remember, nothing brings together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, leave blue.